right. Hey, everybody, we're back again. We're back. We're back. I'm Spencer, and of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Dr. Nas. Dr. Nas. All right. <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, this is the Different Spectrums podcast, where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. That's completely up to you. There you go. Also, don't forget to run up those like trips. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> so, as you can see, today we have some very special guests. It's a very special pod today. That's right. First, yes. we have the co-founder and vice president of community. It is Andrea. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Hi, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Obviously, the topic of mental health is something that's deeply related to what we're doing with women and athletes in sports. So thanks for having us. Of course, of course. And exciting. of course, we have another guest today. A little bit more quiet. A little bit more shy. It's Rory the Rorosaurus. Rory. That's you. Yeah, we're talking about, we talking about you. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yep. Spence, is it okay if I call him by the official nickname of the DSP pod? Well, first of all, not a him. She, oh, they, as damn. you can see oh, there you on go. the labels down below on the Zoom <laughs> link. <laughs> You're right. Look at you. So, yeah, we got pronouns. Yep, um, right. He, him, <laughs> Spencer, also he, him as well. Um, Rory. I'm gonna call you officially going. I'm sorry, everyone who's a guest now. You you now call Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> it's a standing joke on the show that I always <laughs> call someone there, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Hey, we have a running theme on the show just about Bobby. Bobby yep. is everywhere. Bobby. All if right. you're mad at someone, you yell at Bobby. Bobby. Yep. There you go. All, All right. right. All right. Welp, uh, today we're taking a look at the movie The Good Dinosaur on Disney. Yes. So we're going to be taking a look at two scenes. Two. Uh, technically three <laughs> scenes, but uh, we're going to be mainly talking about anxiety, fear, and uh, trying to somewhat get over those things, even though it's always going to be there. Right. So um, we're going to be talking about especially uh, how we can do that with athletes and things like that, since Andrea and Rory are representing the uh, Minnesota Aurora FC for today. Yes. So um, we're going to be talking about that and then we're going to get a little bit into the Aurora FC and kind of get into what y'all are doing for the community and why you even want to join this podcast, you know. <laughs> So we're excited. Yes. I think it's I know why. Great. It's 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 because they know they know I gained some weight and I make good dino food. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. All right. And with that, hey. not anything before we get into you, you, you the know show. I'm Mexican, so it's carne asada, you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, no, we're excited to have you all. Um, obviously, uh Rory uh does not speak. They're nonverbal. And so they've been they've been reporting to the team that there's been some things that have been going on since we are a visual podcast and giving these keys, these insights to people that are lost for words. Um, we figured it'd be cool to have them on the podcast. And um ahead of time, 
uh, Andrea told us what the scenes would be. And so we are going to look at the two scenes. And then since I had some insight, I put in one scene. Two scenes plus one. Two equals plus one. Seven. Look at that. They did it. Oh. <laughs> they know. I didn't pass math. So, you know, seven. Um, so we're excited about that. As you all know, we are a podcast uh, aimed towards folks that are neurodivergent on the autism spectrum. And many of us, as me and Spencer on the spectrum, um, struggle with words. Uh, it could be ADHD, could be anxiety, could be depression, could be uh, OCD. And sometimes things just get jumbled up and we can't uh, verbally process things as well as we want to. Uh, sometimes it takes a while to uh, understand and process them before we can even get the words out too. So a bunch of different things. So we're excited to move forward today. We're going to kind of go see what's going on in this dino's mind, in the dino mind. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I'm a therapist to, to all creatures. Dinosaurs, you know, it could be, it could be chicken nugget. You know what I'm saying? It could be, it could, it could be a, a what they call the men in black? Cephalopod. 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 Out of all the words, out of all the things, you know cephalopod. Cephalopod. Yep, that's right. right. No, and thank just, you, Men in Black. Just in case you know to get online, I got the noisy cricket. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also, you're on a chicken nugget kick today, aren't you? Hey, I don't know why, but I am. All right, all right. Fair Let's enough. get to the get scene. Some nuggets. Let's have some fun. Let's check this out. Let's talk about anxiety. Love it. Boop boop. Boop boop. Uh, <laughs> Andrea, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey everyone, thanks for watching our show today. We just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. They are a small queer-owned business that specializes in LGBTQ plus pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community. Okay, now take a walk out there. By myself? Go on. See the beauty on the other side. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a new job for you tomorrow. That is, if you still want to make your mark. You had a job to do. You gotta get over your fear, Arlo, or you won't survive out here. Come on. We're gonna finish your job right now. Get over. But Papa, what if we get lost? As long as you can find the river, you can find your way home. What do you see? Uh, uh, it's tracks. And they're washing out. You gotta move. Okay, Arlo. I'm, s I'm sorry. I just wanted you to get through your fear. I know you have it in you. But I'm not like you. You're me and more. <gasps> I think we went far enough today. Storm's getting worse. Let's get you home. Butch, how'd you get your scar? I don't know if you're ready for that story. I can take it. Oh, yeah, you got to jump off. Huh? That's a good one. <clears throat> <clears throat> it was a hundred degrees in the shade. I walked for five days with no water. Then I saw it. A pretty pond. I bent down to take a drink when these crocs launched out of the water. One croc bit me on the face. Ain't no way I wasn't at supper. Except for one thing. I wasn't ready for dying that day. I bit one croc in half, tail whipped the other, and the last one, well, I drowned that croc in my own blood. Whoa. Dang! Oh, look, look. Gives me little gooses every time. I love that story. <gasps> Show me souvenir. Ain't that just too good? Can I touch it this time? No. Huh. You guys would have liked my papa. He wasn't scared of anything. I'm done being scared. Who said I'm not scared? But you took on a croc. And I was scared doing it. If you ain't scared of a croc biting you on the face, you ain't alive. Listen, kid. You can't get rid of fear. It's like Mother Nature. You can't beat her or outrun her. But you can get through it. You can find out what you're made of. Hey everyone, before we get into the show, please check out our collaborator, Bubs Naturals. They sell a variety of health and wellness products, including collagen peptides, MCT oil powder, coffee, apple cider vinegar gummies, and other amazing products. 
go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. And with that, let's get into the show. And we back. We're back in with a lot. Just as live as the last dinosaur on earth. Hey. All right. So, like I said before in our intro, uh, we have some special guests from the Minnesota Aurora FC. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we'll get to we'll get to Rory in a minute. But um, I wanted to ask Andrea, um, uh, what is the Minnesota Aurora FC, and what brings you on this pod? So we are a uh, community-owned women's pre-professional soccer team here. So based out of here in Twin Cities in Minnesota, um, we are uh, a group of people that just sort of had this idea, like what if we do sports differently and what if we created a space where we were really sort of investing time and energy and passion into women in soccer in, in a way that was sort of close to our hearts. Um we started during COVID and it was just like this, right? A series of online meetings. And then the people that stayed online are, are were sort of the people who helped start this adventure. Um, and we're just really excited to be here in this journey with Aurora. So we just finished our second season, right? Yeah. So we have a summer season. We've been really, really, really well. I know, right? Claps for yeah. us. Big yes. shout out to our sporting director, Nicole Lukic. Um, and the all-female coaching team that's led, you know, our season to two successful seasons in a row, which is really exciting yes. for our first years. Um, we are really looking forward to sort of year three on the field, right? And just we're staffing up as a front office. Yeah, it's been a race, right? So we're sort of three years in full existence, two years with actual soccer on the field. And it's been a full, like, sprint all engines go, you know, taking all of the love and support from all the humans that we can to help, you know, continue this. Like, again, what started as an idea, like, yeah, we should make this team. This should be cool. Has turned into this really kind of thing. beautiful thing. Um, right. Our, our tagline for the moment is sort of for community by community. And it's really, it's a pleasure to be able to sort of deliver on that promise and responsibility to the humans who invested in us to say like, what is it that soccer means to you? And what is a community owned soccer team? Like, what does that look like? Right. Like, obviously we have people who are on staff, but really it's, it's the world. It's our community around us that's saying, Hey, this is what we'd like to see. Our community picked our name, picked our brand, picked our colors. Our community picked, you know, was helped in, you know, uh, Rory come into existence and help pick her name. So it's a really kind of special place that we're in. So we're really excited for kind of this off season from soccer, but we have a bunch of new merchandise that's coming. Um, we're really, really, really excited to have several more tryouts. So we're currently expanding. We are, um, we have a reserve team that we're starting in 2024 which is super awesome right we've only kind of Very had nice. one team now we have minnesota aurora 2 that will debut in the summer so we're super super excited just be able to create more access and space for all of the players who want to come play for us to come try out check it out sort of check out the aurora way um you know and then if there's an opportunity to make magic together on and off the field like we have you know we're excited for for the summer and and for right magic and blossoming and sparkles and glitter <laughs> And like kick buttness. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. And I just want to thank both of you for coming on onto the show, um, especially since we've reached out to um, other professional sports teams and things like that and didn't have any success. But um, the fact that y'all coming on to the show and have been so, so welcoming towards us <laughs> is amazing. And we really appreciate it. Yep. Well, we're really glad to be here, right? You know, sort of like we said in the intro, but like, let's not act like we're, we also don't have these things, right? right. It, it obviously, mental health is a, a challenge that everyone faces, right? Let's be honest. But I think particularly, yep. unfortunately, there's been a lot of news recently around young people and, and athletes and even high level athletes at the college level, you know, and at pro levels um, that are having some pretty serious issues. So mm -hmm. it's important to us that we at Aurora, like, speak the truth and are are really kind of being able to amplify these types of conversations um and honestly we're really grateful that you reached out and that, again you all are being your authentic selves and speaking truth and we're really great that's who we try to be as well so we're just grateful that you asked and we're glad to be here awesome. it's fun to hang out with rory in the evening of course yeah <laughs> things get wild <laughs> with raw source over there <laughs> whoop whoop <laughs> um i also just wanted to ask real quick um so mental health obviously a big factor in sports and for aurora um how have you kind of done that um how have you uh, kind of helped uh with mental health for your athletes at aurora fc so again, head coach um, and sporting director, Nicole Lukic, really advocated um, to add on. So not only are there four coaches um, sort of on the field, kind of technical sport soccer coaches, um, but she added a mental skills coach last year. And that's something, so we we play in the USLW, which is a national league, but it is a pre-professional league. So the idea is to really support people who are looking to go pro. Maybe they're players who are playing internationally, professionally, and then they're like, coming back to train or they're trying to get tryouts to other places um and it's hard right like it's not like yes. oh to do i was awesome in college and like yep someone will get me picked up like it's really 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 difficult particularly because the nwsl which is currently the only professional league um for women um in the nation there are more coming but like that level is it's a pretty big jump from players coming out of college sometimes, right? And from players in the pre-professional leagues, it can be a pretty big jump and it's really stressful. If you're used to being the best player in high school and then you're going to the best colleges in the nation, maybe you're one of the top players at those colleges, but maybe you're not, you're good enough to go somewhere, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, confident self-esteem, you're dealing with your body because it's an athletic endeavor, right? So how like nutrition, what, what's going into your body, what's going into your mind, like these are all factors that can sort of yield your success. How has your playing experience been under certain coaches, right? For better or for yes. worse, we all know that there's not necessarily a great history in sports in general of coaches really caring for the humans who are a part of the sport, right? And obviously that is completely dependent on who that coach is and what the program is. But, but you know, what, what that means is that as a player, unless you're really doing your research, really doing your visits, it's difficult to know kind of what environment you're stepping into in college. And if you're going pro, frankly, most of the time you're taking whatever contracts you can get. So you don't really know what you're getting. Um, right. So it was really, really, really critical, you know, when Nicole made the decision, like, no, this is something that we need. This is something really important to make sure that we're preparing our players for success in the summer, but also as they move on to whatever, if they're going back to school, if they're trying to pursue professional contracts or playing elsewhere, like 
the, it's, it's not just on the field, it's off the field and also how you're connecting what's off the field kind of in your mind to how you're handling what's on the field in your mind. So it's been a huge, we've gotten really, really, really good feedback so far. And we're really excited to have that continue to integrate into the sporting side, but also actually like how are we managing the mental health of our staff? How are we making sure that people are happy and healthy and well, who volunteer here, who work with us, right? Who come to our games. It's sort of a holistic you know, we want to do the best that we can to make sure that our entire environment is is creating space for people to be their best selves and, you know, experience whatever they need to experience in the moment. Um, and hopefully we're, you know, I was going to say something like creating happiness, but we're not creating problems for people in whatever way they need to experience. Right. And I mean, actually, in a really cool way, also, we've looked at some fun things um, around game days. Like, what can we be creating spaces if people are having just a little bit too much sort of sensory stimulation going on. Can we have some spaces yeah. for them? Right. We just want to make sure that our game days, right. So not only for fans, right. But that our game days are accessible, but that our players are like, okay, if I need a break, I need this. Coaches can have what they need. Staff can have what they need. So we're not perfect. We're young, but at yeah. least we're having the conversations. And again, like I said, super grateful to be here with experts like you all. Cause I think it helps us push and elevate but we're trying to do, you know, and think about what 2024 could be like, what 2025 could be like. Yeah. Andrew, I'm not going to lie. It, it, this all sounds stressful. Um, you're trying to make sure that everyone is happy and doing well. And this sounds like a lot and a heavy lift. Um, I'm sure that you and your team and even Rory, because Rory's part of that front facing. Um, so you're behind the scenes and doing all the magic. And Rory's got to go out there and make sure everyone's happy. So I think that's, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, that's a lot. Uh, so, you know, awesome to y'all. Blessings to y'all, man. It's awesome work that y'all doing in creating this environment, this this space, this affirming, validating, also yet supportive. That's not a thing in the in the in the real world. We all know this, uh, <laughs> right? The capitalism and all that stuff, and go 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 go. What have you done for me today? Produce, produce, produce. And if you don't produce, you're nothing. Mm -hmm. If you don't produce, who are you? Why are you here? Mm -hmm. um, that goes for athletes. That goes for people in the business world. It goes for people working at Walmart. Doesn't matter where the hell you work. Um, so for you to try and feed all those mouths, as we say, like in uh, in any sport where there's a ball, is making sure that everyone touches the rock because uh, that's how you feel good. Is everyone gets to touch, everyone gets fed. Um, that's tough to make sure everyone. Uh, so I just want to say shout out to you. Hopefully you're doing your self care and your team's doing the self care. Most likely you're like, oh yeah, I've heard this because that's what everyone says. Um, you're like legit, if you need to take crap off of your plate or maybe add in like 10 more minutes of some good stuff, make sure you're doing that. I know this isn't your therapy thing, but I'm just saying everyone listening to this, okay. this human's doing the thing. And that was a whole lot of talking he just did, Spence. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> Like I said, we're not perfect at it, but we are trying, right? And like you said, it's not just capitalism, but it's also like white supremacy and transactional ways of being in relationship with each yep. other. And I think particularly in sports, that happens a lot, right? Like mm. we're profiting on the backs of people, particularly black and brown bodies. We're not creating spaces so that like, you know, we have a lot of women who are part of Aurora and work at Aurora. Like what would that actually look like to create a space where people can have 
you know, maternity leave where other people can have family leave, like just all of that is very difficult in a sports-based world, right? Where it's urgent and there's a lot going on and, and you have to win because fans like winning. Um, so that's that's a part of the work too, right? Like, yes, we need to do well. And also what would it look like if we did it differently? And And you're right, that is where the rub is, but like that's also where the work is. And that's where the magic is. And it's absolutely not easy, but if it was easy, then the world would look different right? Deconstructing things and trying to build things in, in, a, in a way that sort of decenters capitalism and whiteness and all of that stuff. You know, the patriarchy is, is complicated and hard and, and we're definitely not perfect at it, but yep. at least we have the conversations and can are working through that discomfort and doing what we can kind of in each season and each year as we go. Nice. I like how they also threw in, right? They talked about this less stimuli spent. So, you know, our folks, you know, it could be a thing sometimes. So neuronormativity and making sure we're being cognizant of some of those things. Kind of like mm-hmm. how the WWE, when they stopped doing all the fireworks and all the stuff in the shows, because it was freaking out a lot of folks. Um, it was yeah. too much. Um, so that's also appreciated. And also, right, we see the LGBTQ, the Black Lives, uh, LGBTQIA+, and the Black Lives Matter. So also heteronormativity uh, as well is appreciated. Uh, to see some some representation of marginalized identities usually uh, is not common. So to see it as a team that's centered around women, for women by women that's kind of cool thank Very you cool. yeah cool. we're a super values-led organization like that's honestly like this started out as an idea to just have a soccer team that was being done in a different way we are so grateful to have 3080 community owners who invested in the first round and i literally think that many people invested because we were so values forward we are loud and proud about who we are like these are not just the only two values that we support. We support people who are trans. We support the right for all people to have gender affirming care and reproductive care. Like we are who we are and we are not afraid to to follow in the steps of the WNBA and other like queer folks of color and queer black queer black folks who's like making social movements. We're just trying to take that into the sports world and say like, let's just try it and see and let's yep. see if people like it. And we're lucky enough that so far people are into it with us. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, we was a little worried when, you know, we started to do some more queer affirming, queer positive uh, films and videos and stuff like that, trans videos. And so me and Spencer just recently did, uh, and a couple other therapists did some more movies, and it's been going over very well. I was scared about the hate that we might get. Um, And there's been some of that. Spencer's seen some of the nasty derogatory DMs. I'm not gonna really talk about that. I'm gonna shed light on the good stuff and the affirming Mm -hmm. stuff and the people have got a lot of validation, love, and support. As we yep. know, you know, a lot of folks that are trans, non-binary, um, in that population, there's going to be about 60 to 80% that identify as being neurodivergent on the autism spectrum as well. So those two are actually highly comorbid. Autism and trans, being trans is not an autism thing, but there is some correlation comorbidity there. Um, and we can get into that in a different day. We've already talked about in the previous pad, pod, ad. Pad. Pad. Um, with uh, Nimona. Uh, which was the graphic novel, mm-hmm. and then into a Netflix uh, show. So, uh, Spence, you got any more yes. questions uh, for the handler? And vice, is it vice president? Senior, senior, what, what is your title? <laughs> um, so I am. I currently serve in the staff role as the vice president of community, and then I'm grateful to be a part of the nine founding folks um, who helped start the team. Yeah, 
the boss. Remember when, like, I remember when we first met in person because I was doing, they were having an event for a watch party for the women's U.S. team. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm i one of the co-founders and all that. I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> Gotta be real professional, yeah. Get the boss. <laughs> We are regular and we love it. Uh, well, and the fact like you were just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We had to reschedule and stuff. And I was like, um, you're the co-founder. Uh, you do not have to worry about rescheduling. It's fine. Yes, it's okay. we do. We honor your time. I, I res hey, you know what? I respect your forwardness about it, but at the same time, I'm like, she got a lot of shit to do. Yes. <laughs> we Ball all lady. do. Fair. You're out here saving lives every day with therapy, right? No. Well. I don't know about today. Yes. Today a little. Today a little off. Today wasn't the best. Uh -oh. <laughs> you never know. I'm joking. No, today today was a, a very good day. Um, I was just joking because there was a lot of jokes and sarcasm that did not land today. I'm like, I'm not funny. This was a bad day. <laughs> and wouldn't it be grave? Like we all didn't laugh at any of your jokes <laughs> at that. <laughs> We're like, I would be like not funny. I would oof, contemplation of life and trajectory would be so oh different. I'm not even going to get into it. You know, my thing. I'm like, if I can't make people smile, I'm like, what am I doing? Um, what am I doing? Right now? But, All right. uh, you yeah. want to get into the, to the, to the show until why we're here? Because this, this, uh, let me not be mean. I was going to say knucklehead, but this Aurorasaurus brought up that, Hey, there's some stuff that you've been dealing with. And, and now we can tell because your boss got all this pressure on you. That's what it is. <laughs> See? It's all her fault. Yeah. We always blame the boss. It was always the boss. <laughs> I remember I was out at that at that meetup. Rory was Rory's gloves were sweating. I was like, damn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just water. Shit. Jesus. Rory, you good? You you hydrated? You ready for the pod? Okay. Yeah. Um so as we we went over the scenes, right? We, we watched the Good Dinosaur, um, yes. and it's a Disney movie, right? That was out. It's a very um, sad movie. Uh, for those of you that do watch it, is a little bit triggering uh, because of the grief that happens uh, with the father. And then also, right? There's this little human uh, that comes into the dinosaur's life, uh, and the dinosaur and the human end up finding his parents, and it's quite wonderful. And then at the end. The, the dinosaur right, and the little guy, they're like, hey, it's time to go be with your people, right? Humans. And then and the, the little guy goes and hugs him and then draws a circle around the family. And like, this is your family, not me. I'm just, I'm a dinosaur. You go be with your, right, your folks. Well, why do I bring that up? I was working with one of my favorite humans at my old school. And I told them, you know, they, they didn't like to say goodbye. So they drew me some pictures of how to say goodbye from movie scenes. And that scene where the, Little boy hugs the dinosaur as he pushes them away to leave him. Super sad. Heartwarming, loving, but also very sad to say goodbye to your therapist that's been working with you and keeping you at the university, right? And, and for lack of a better word, you know, not suicidal. Um, so this movie means a lot to me because of the humans that I work with. And then we got this individual that's a dinosaur talking about, you know, they got some anxiety. And so who better, right? Because you picked these scenes now. It wasn't me. Um, about some fear. So, Rory, 
What's going on, man? So, I, th- from what from what we heard, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how therapy goes, right? Well, what it is. <laughs> but for real, Roy, yeah, uh, you know, you brought up these scenes, and obviously, the little guy is having some fear and some anxiety. There's this dad component. Um, you yourself, do you realize? Do you feel like you have anxiety? Um, from what we reported, and if you do have it, is it more like mental up here, or is it more like physical in the body? So go ahead and point. It's mental, and it's, oh, it's a double time. Oh, okay. I do it. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to pat one? No. Okay, so it's mental. Um, so a lot of folks will report that anxiety is mental. So it could be that their mm-hmm. thoughts are going really fast, or they feel like brain fog, maybe cloudy. Right? Maybe there's a pressure. Um, maybe you might not know what this is. Maybe you do, but some of the followers make. So there's this thing called serotonin, uh, uh, Rory. And so the serotonin is this neurochemical that we have in our brains. And so when we're stressed or when we have more trauma or pressure or issues over time, serotonin gets low. And what does that mean? That sometimes, yeah, it, it, go, it, go, it hit the basement, the basement. So when it drops down real low, you, I, I drop it low. Uh, so when it goes low, it could set in a lot of symptoms of anxiety and mimic some depression. And so it sounds like that's what you've been going through with some of the stuff. So um, people report headaches. That's usually the most common thing, the brain fog. Now you pointed towards your tummy. So you got some tummy issues too. Okay. So I don't know if you know, Andrea, but that's actually super common, stomach issues. Have you ever heard of or your players or other humans having stomach issues when they're anxious? Yeah, that makes sense. Sort of, I feel like, and also people talk about like, oh, I have a knot in my stomach. Yes. Some people will also report, maybe it's called the butterflies before a game, before an exam, but maybe before a date, uh, first time, right? The butterflies. Some individuals that have it a little worse, they call it the bees. So that they feel like there's bees and they're stinging them. What that is, is another depletion of serotonin and the second mass storage was actually connected in your tummy. So having like a good diet, good health plan in there can also increase your serotonin levels. So what you could be feeling, Rory, is depletion of serotonin, just stress. It could stop you from eating and maybe a little TMI here, but it could cause some really nausea, indigestion, heartburn. It could cause, cause you to be a little pukey or it could cause di- uh, constipation or diarrhea. Very common things, very common symptoms. So know some of y'all that are athletes watching the pod now, you, you, you know these symptoms. You know, everyone that, before the game, you know what you got to do first. No. Got to go to the bathroom. No. <laughs> it's a common thing. I remember even in college football, we, we were, hey, why is there, what are you all in here waiting for? Why is there seven guys in here ready to take a crap? <laughs> you ain't know what a crap? <laughs> yeah, we're always laughing at me, but you know it, you know it's true. No, it's true. <laughs> you know um, it's true. Don't lie now. You, you know it's Don't lie. Um, so I just want to go over some of those symptoms, and so it looks like you've been having some of those. Uh, I wonder, give me a little shake if this happens. Do you ever get the tingles in your hands? What about, what What's about, do you ever right get the, the pit sweats? Oh, yeah, definitely got that. Yeah, yeah, Spencer said that he shook your hand one time and it was, it was soaking wet. Dripping. Dripping. Anxiety-based. Um, yeah. So the question is, 
is what is that about? Um, so, it, you know, I don't know. As we watch these scenes, they must mean something. So maybe there's a lot of pressure and there was a lot of fear. Maybe you're in a lot of social situations now, we assume. You know, it sounded like you got a heavy task to make sure that people are smiling, having a good time, enjoying themselves, feeling safe, right? You got to be cheery. Yep, you got to pump up the crowd. So at, what do we know about people pleasers, though? Uh, so maybe you, maybe you, I'm not going to go too far into it because we're just talking about symptoms today. But the personality of people pleasers, caregivers, advocates, um, we tend to form that identity very young in age. And we're tending to care for either siblings or maybe trying to help things go better in the family. It could be distress, financial issues, economic, right? This thing, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So for some of us that could form, form a personality of like always being a caregiver, um, putting other people's needs, making them happy. Wonderful skill, wonderful skill, as long as you are able to set boundaries when you're older. So while we're talking about this, it's a heavy, heavy lift. So... Are you up to the task most of the time? Or sometimes do you get a little scared that maybe you can't make everyone happy? Because I get scared that I'm not going to make everyone smile. No. It's a thing. So for those of you on the podcast, Rory nodded. I think we're going to take a pause real quick. And uh, maybe we're going to kick it to Andrea. Um, have you ever felt, have you ever felt any anxiety or like pressure to do well in a task or to get things done or to make people just enjoy themselves to be like feeling good. For sure. I mean, all the time. Right. I, I sort of said, um, you know, before we, before we sort of kicked off the podcast, right. Um, like today, today has been a day. I think there's a very real um, expectation or, or I, I guess I personally, and I think everyone who's a part of this team also feels a very intense sense of responsibility to deliver a high quality product that community wants, right? And, and that looks a lot of different ways. That looks like an elite sporting experience for players. It looks like high quality soccer for people to come watch. We want people to have a good experience and game days, but we also have to figure out how do we make sure that we're staying relevant and active and doing meaningful work in community all of the other days when we're not in season eight or nine other months. Um, you know, I, I am um, a founder that sort of transitioned into the full-time role. We're very new with our front office. So we hired an amazing um, president and COO, Jessica Poole, like, roughly six months ago. We just hired two new senior leaders last week. Um, so there's just a lot a lot going on, right? The work never stops. It's, it's people are like, oh, well, what do you guys even do in the off season? I was like, I don't need, like even know how to answer that because we're doing so much, right? The it's, it's the evaluation, it's the reflection. Um, you know, even though we're preparing for sort of season three, everything is new, right? There's just huge changes all the time. Um, and I think for me too, I definitely feel um, some pressure, like as a white person, as a white woman with a number of other majority identities, like, and to sort of be the person who feels responsible for liaising with community and making sure that we're bringing multiple perspectives. Again, like we have people who work here and people who work here are here for a reason and like nothing about us without us is for us. So we have to figure out where are the spaces where we can be integrating community, where are we asking, where are we making sure that we have, again, multiple perspectives, diversity of thought, lived experience, and like making sure that that information and that data informs our decision making. Um, and so it's meaningful work. 
but it's it's hard, right? It's scary. I'm, are we doing the right thing? Is this the right um, you know, iteration of this? If we do it wrong, how are people going to receive that? Are people going to receive that as a reflection of our values? You know, yeah. if we make mistakes as people, that certainly reflects on the brand. Um, so I think it's good to have high expectations and to say, look, if we're really going to strive for excellence, like we need to do so in whatever way that means to us as individuals and to the club. Um, but it is, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot of, I do feel like a deeply intense sense of responsibility. <laughs> Today was a day literally about all of this. So this That's was, fine. This is, this is perfect to be here with my friend Rory and be discussing this topic. So, so yeah. Question and maybe Spence, you can tie into this uh, and lead lead a little bit. Um, what what's what what is getting in the way from you quitting and stopping? Why haven't you quit yet? If it's so hard, I'm devil's I believe, advocate. I believe. Yeah, I think that's that's why we. We, the general, we, the we's that participated in our community ownership campaign, the we's that come to our games, the we's like Spencer, who were like, hey, let's reach out because this says this looks dope. And then we actually want to come show up to a watch party, right? Mm -hmm. The the we's that started this team. Um, this is such important work. I, as a female athlete, as a female soccer player, experienced a lot of um, some great things and a lot of things that were really difficult looking yep. at what our the men's side counterparts got what we got i coached for 23 years um coached soccer and club i coached um, high school american football on for a mostly boys team for a couple of years um so i can't right different founders came in for different reasons but i came in being like there's no reason why we can't do things in a way that honors athletes, that honors female athletes, that creates access points and space for female coaches to just like actually coach the way that we wanted to. Um, and again, that's not like prescriptive, like this is the way that we wanted, but what if there was actually just freedom to have women led, like most, you know, a lot of women are owners and just said, this is actually what it's about honoring female bodies. I mean, Again, I'm not sure how much you two are sort of or folks on the were sort of watching or listening to the podcast or paying attention, but I mean, what's come out of the World Cup and the Spanish national women's team and what they got and what everyone like this is still happening. Like literally, winners yep. of the entire world are still dealing with this, right? Again, grateful to have kind of the sports space led by the WNBA in particular, but all of these other sports teams. So I think we're kind of coming in at a really special moment. Um, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team has done a lot of work trying to do movement yep. space, particularly here in the, in the U.S. Yep. Um, so, so I obviously have feelings, right? Like I'm here because I believe, um, and I think that's why everybody else is here. I'll say my personal background and and the rest of my career has always been in kind of movement spaces um, in nonprofits and like rooted in community in my own personal life as well. So. And I also, frankly, again, with the number of majority identities I have, like, I feel it's a sense of responsibility that I have in my life to be making sure that whatever extent that I have can leverage my power and privilege in the space that I'm in to sort of decenter that and, and make sure that there's space for others. Like, that's probably a part of my personal mission to, like, right the wrongs of my forefathers <laughs> as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I actually just want to ask, like, what's then? What's your what's your goal 
then like what's your goal with aurora like what do you want what is your pedestal like what is like we did this and it's or is that ever changing throughout every year it's ever changing and i think that's the beauty of it right certainly we have some benchmarks and like technical goals we'd like to win a usl championship right we are we are we have been pretty open we are on a pathway to take this team to go professional we'd like to build out and create more spaces through other teams kind of you know if there's space for young people just continue to build out an ecosystem of what soccer could look like that's predominantly women um, predominantly young or women and gender expansive people, like young yep. people, you know, young girls and gender expansive people. Um, but no, I think it's it's actually not for us to have that answer, right? Okay. We need to continue to build spaces and feedback loops, right? So we'll do things for a year or two and then put it back out to community, right? Whether it's our community owners, but also the people who come to our games, season ticket holders, our followers on social media. Sometimes those are the same people, but a lot of times they're really different people. And if we're going to say like truly be for community by community we have to do what community wants us to do okay so that i think is really special and really fun because it means we don't have to have the pressure to have answers we can have ideas but our ideas are just as welcome as everybody else's ideas and if all these people have the same idea then that's probably a good We're one good. okay um <clears throat> nice so rory after hearing that, another another good spiel i wonder I wonder, do you take on any vicarious anxiety from from them? No, 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 no slight to your partner there, but that's that's again, that's a lot of responsibility again. So, do you take on a little bit of the anxiety and pressure to make sure that you're providing the you know the stuff that you need to? Like in the Good Dinosaur, the dad's pushing the kid. Hey, man, you got to do, you got to fight your fears. Okay, there's the thing. Um, so I'm gonna ask you, Rory. We're gonna get back to anxiety. So do 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 we have an age? Can uh, or can does does Andrea know the age? Is is oh, it's the older dinosaur? Or is it younger dinosaur? How many million years is this dinosaur? Three million years. Three million. Because they yeah, that's damn. The we got the backstory and everything. Three three, three million years ago, uh, Bobby. Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Was Bobby born. was made. Bobby was born. <laughs> Okay. Three million uh, years ago, I should be doing Morgan Freeman. Three million years ago, Bobby, Bobby was born. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm sorry. That's your nickname for no, us. Rory, actually, in in so dinosaurs, um, all the other kinds of dinosaurs are older. Okay. Um, but because Rory is an Aurorosaurus and it's a special species of dinosaur, or sort of mm -hmm. what do you call that? Like sub what there's a name for that. Subcategory that species. That's trying to sound sciencey, but that's not my background. Yep. Um no, Rory <laughs> is actually a little over a year old, like uh -huh. a year and a month, maybe. So like okay. 15 months old. There we go. So it's still pretty new in this stuff then. And then you get thrusted out into the community. You got your Bambi legs. I don't even know. You got your dino legs, right? You're still, you're still growing into it. So if we're talking about child development and just neurodevelopment in general, right? We're still learning and figuring out, right? This growth process, failure, it's part of the process. Learning what to do, what not to do, just like the boss here, right? And how, they, oh, look at that. Look at that. Hand expressions. Yeah. Um, it can be overwhelming. And if you try to be perfect, especially to live up to some of these expectations and making sure that everyone feels good, it might lead what we talked about before this uh, in the pre-production is some imposter syndrome. 
And what we know is that's one of the biggest things affecting a lot of our marginalized uh, communities. A lot of folks that are neurodivergent, specifically also athletes, but any professional, and, and, right? It's, you always feel like maybe you're not enough. Maybe you're not doing this right. Maybe I don't belong here. Maybe, maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe they gave me the job by accident. Maybe they were supposed to give it to the, to the Charmander and they gave it, they gave it to you. Hey, shout right? out to Charmander. Sorry, shout but you know. Shout out to Charmander. This is what I call, you know, dinosaur privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> see, they knew, they knew that the Charmander was going to turn into Charizard and it was going to be able to fly. So the word on the street yeah. is you, you don't fly. Damn. Don't fly. We might have hit a spot. That's tough. We might have hit a spot. Or it can't fly. So I, you know, we thought it was a joke. We thought you could fly, but you, you're more like uh, a penguin. You're more penguin than dinosaur. <laughs> oh, sorry. I like to tease. I like to tease. He does. If you think he doesn't tease his clients, you're wrong. You're, oh, yeah. You were wrong. Uh, so in reality, that could be very tough, right? To think that maybe you got the job and even though you might have earned it, and I'm sure that you did, and it's been a wonderful year and a half, and you're going to have many good years, right? But still, we worry. It doesn't matter how good our resume is. doesn't matter how well we're doing in our job, how well you've perfected it, how many humans you made smile. Roy, I'm going to tell you something. You made me and Spencer smile today. I don't know you. Matter of fact, I actually kind of like I usually say I don't like you, but I like you. You know that, uh, as Andrea said earlier, right? we save lives. I, I, I save lives as a job, right? I don't like to say it like that, but um, I make people stay in school. Uh, I helped out a lot of people today um, that are going through a lot of stuff, and we talk about a lot of hard things. Uh, many of them were neurodivergent and a few folks that were trans as well today. So um, if you could make me smile and make this knucklehead over here in the orange jumpsuit smile fresh out of, fresh out of prison, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. The, the this is our merch. Thank you for really talking about it in a positive way. Appreciate that. We, we stole the Thank WNBA you. colors, you, just in case y'all didn't hey, know. We, we let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's working for them. So it's, it's going to work for us. You see the All man right? always appropriating people. What can I say? <laughs> uh, uh, again, jokes. But Roy, I wanted to, I wanted to thank you uh, for the individual that you are and making me smile with all the gestures i'm very adhd and actually legitimate this is not bs i i really appreciate you um very funny today so I, that's very good this makes go into friday because friday is another hard day just like your boss said a hard day so it's appreciated so why do i tell you this because when you actually give people affirmations and real validations it can actually change the way they perceive themselves imposter syndrome is a lie it's a lie that maybe you were taught or society told you something whispered in the ear said you're not enough. And then you believe it. But like the dad in the good dinosaur is, is maybe not everything is as scary as you think it is. Maybe joy, happiness, security is right on the other side of it. But the question is, is how do you get to that for a lot of our clients? How do your athletes get to that? How do you get to that? I think the answer is simple. You just got to continue being who you are, Rory. That's it. You just got to keep 
Or like I like to do my Muppet thing. <laughs> yep, that's right. He's a living Muppet. Living Muppet, boy, I tell you. Uh, I live in a trash can. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like you got to just keep doing what you're doing. And it sounds like the boss as well. Just keep doing what you're doing. Your boss just said, was it belief? I think you said the word was belief. Yes, you said it was purely belief, and then you put your hand to your heart. Um, it's like hope. The word hope, a lot of people like to use that word hope. Uh, good word. Good word. Um, I also like to use the word faith, and not in a religious aspect, but just if you say the word, uh, Andre, I'm going to have you say something for me. Um, say something, and then I hope. So I hope that this happens. Give me like something that is coming in the future and you hope that it happens. Um, like anything? Anything that you want to happen in the future for the team and use the word, I hope that this happens, like we win a championship, blah, blah, blah. Um, what do I want to manifest? Um, I hope we continue on the pathway to creating a safe, inclusive and welcoming environment for everyone who wants to be a part of Aurora. I want you to change the word I hope and use I have faith. Oh, I would have, if I didn't own that, I would have made a shorter sentence. Uh, <laughs> I have faith that we will work toward creating a safe, inclusive and welcoming environment for everyone who wants to be a part of Aurora. Roy, does, does I hope and I have faith. Doesn't that sound a little bit different? Doesn't one sound a little bit more belief oriented? Give me a nod. There you go. Tell me I'm right. I'm I'm there it is. You can't say it, but just be like, it's on your face. It's on, it's on your face. <laughs> um, we do that with clients all the time though, is changing certain words. Um, so where they say, uh, hope, then you can also replace it with faith. I know that this will happen. I will make this happen. Why? Because I would do all the individual little things that I need to do today to make sure that my outcome comes out good later. Mm -hmm. So Rory, you would continue to do the things that you've been doing and that we've heard that you've got good marks from and that maybe you're sweating less in that suit and you or sorry, in, in that body. In that, in, in, in that body. That's a body. There's, there's, right. a, there's, a, there's a body. <laughs> um, and maybe you can actually be more personable. And as many of our folks know, maybe not mask as much. So with mm -hmm. imposter syndrome, because it comes like this thing that we call with a lot of folks of color, a lot of queer folks, it's code switching. Mm -hmm. When we code switch, it becomes very tiring, becomes very anxiety provoking. And with that leads to more burnout and more depression. Can even lead to suicidality because you're never really getting to be your authentic self. So Rory. You're working with a team right now that seems to be pretty awesome and validating. They seem to like the sauce that you got and, and, and the swag. Just got to keep doing what you're doing. You got to have faith in yourself. Because remember, it's okay to be scared, like they said in the movie. It's okay to be scared, right? This is the therapist now. I'm the big, I'm the big T-Rex. You know, I don't put on a few pounds now. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I put on a few. I ain't been eating too many alligators. <laughs> um, <laughs> too many dino nuggets. Whoops. <laughs> too many dino nuggets. Um, as folks know on the pod, life has not, not been easy. Um, been through a lot of different things, a lot of different traumas, economic issues, uh, family issues. And uh, 
you know, you know, there's other people that have it worse, but if you can get to the other end of that pain and that suffering, it's worth it. Um, and also that it's okay to be scared, uh, right? I don't think at any time I was like, oh, this is fine. I feel good. Like, it's always been scary. It's always been hard. Andrea said earlier, like, it's hard. And if it wasn't hard, then we wouldn't be doing the right thing, right? You're deconstructing things. Deconstructing fear and imposter syndrome, Roy? Tough job. Uh, but at the end, if you continue to do the work, the internal work, and then listen to your homies and your friends, and sometimes it just feels just to give back and make other people smile, it can be internalized. Can I add something too? Go so ahead. I, I just really like, um, I, cause I, I sort of believe this as well. And, you know, um, just what you talked about, the power of language, right? Like hope is sort of this thing, but have faith or believe or like will, you know, or working toward, I think there is a, a really, really powerful mental shift that happens when we change the words that we're using about ourselves. And when we do that, that also, I think, can show other people, right? Especially, I think, you know, at Aurora, I even just said it today in a conversation, oh, well, like, we haven't done that yet. Oh, shoot, Aurora is so awesome. I, just, I haven't been to a game. And I'm always like, yet, Right. I think there's there's like that little three letter word changes how people can think about it's totally cool if you miss a season, if you haven't come to a game like but there's always opportunity. There's still a future. Right. Or, you know, when I when I coached a lot like, oh, this is harder. I can't do it. Like, oh, no, we don't say the C word like it's chat. You know, it's hard. I'm not good at it yet. I'm still practicing. This isn't something that comes easy for me. Right. But we don't use language like I can't or that sort of limiting that that stuff stops us. Um, and I think it's something that we see a lot, right? Uh, women in particular, right, are socializing around language that says, oh, no, I'm not good at this, or oh, you, you know, and, and I think I'm still not good at it, certainly as a person, but I think there is a we lot of power in how, you know, whatever, I don't know if there's actual science like brain chemistry changing, but I do think that changing the words that we use when we think about things to just create space for possibility is really, really, really important to just reframing how we're thinking about things. You know, I'm having a terrible day and I hate my life. Like today was a hard day. Like that's still the same thing, but it puts, okay, today was a hard day. Let's have a sleep, see what tomorrow looks like. You know, it's, it's a, it does feel like a small thing, but I, I firmly believe that it can change kind of how we're feeling about things in the moment, or at least make the pile of yuck that you're going through feel like there's an end point to it. Like you said, right. Breathe through to the other side. I don't stepped in a pile of yuck. <laughs> I was going to use another word, but I didn't know what the vibe was. Oh, you can, you can do whatever you want on this pod. You got to protect you your brand. Whatever I want. What, okay. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of shit. So much freedom. I know. Right. We're, we're, uh, Cool mental health podcast. We won the we won the good one. <laughs> um, you know, I, I here's Spence. <laughs> you, you were frozen there for a second. I think you were frozen, Sorry. and then you were acting too. No, I froze myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was all yeah. me. I'm a good actor. Oh, she's frozen. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> okay, since you and there is a lot of data on that actually changing uh, the word verbiage because that changes the cognitions and thoughts. If you change some cognitions and thoughts, then you can change some behaviors. If you change both of those, then you can change the core beliefs. 
That's why they call it cognitive behavior therapy. It's in a triangle. Sometimes they're not ready for the thoughts. Those are too hard to change sometimes, so then we change behaviors. That can lead into the thoughts, then leads into beliefs. But they all feed off of each other in this triangle. Um, that is the core foundation of any therapist, is cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, in there, I remember when I was with my boss, and uh, I'm going to have you do this because it's funner. Uh, do you use the word should a lot? A lot? Have you used the word should? I, I should do this. I should do that. Yes. Can you give me a quick or, example? Or I'll say like a version of should, which I feel like is trying. Okay. So I use trying a lot. Trying a lot. But you, you've used, now Rory, have you used the word should? Like in your mind, you're like, I should do this. So you've got some of that, right? That flawed thinking. So Rory, I'm telling you now, you can't be shouldn't all over yourself. It stinks. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take that. You know, when you shit on yourself, I mean, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, you you know, I don't know. Do you wipe do you wipe with a blanket or towel? I don't know what you wipe with now. You know, that's a whole lot of tush. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, we ain't got enough money. You killing trees and stuff now. <laughs> and you thought this was gonna be a professional podcast. So hey. <laughs> oh, <trail. Hey. laughs> hey, this is all Definitely real. Taking that. That's a great. Well, you can, yeah, you can take it. You know, just make sure we got toilet paper. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, well, yeah, that's that was a wonderful uh, individual way before me, strong black woman that was my mentor and therapist. Um, uh, a shout out to Sharon, Aquinas University, Grand Rapids. Uh, there's a lot of sayings out there. And whenever you say like, should there's these things I work with a lot of professional teams or just college teams in general, it's the 10 automatic negative thoughts. And all, most of us humans have these automatic, right? Most of the thoughts that humans have per day are actually negative. Uh, statistically, it's anywhere from 60 to 70% quick, automatic subconscious. You're like, Ooh, I can't do this. This is going to go bad. That's going to go bad. One of the big ones is shooting. You should all the time, and right, and it makes you feel worthless, makes you feel out of control, powerless. Um, so if Rory's out there doing their thing, you know, oh man, maybe, maybe I should have took that picture with them, or maybe I should have shook a few more hands, or, or yeah, maybe I should drink a little bit more water, or you know, before this because I'm feeling a little bit tired, right? Some things you, you second guess yourself afterwards, right? You can gaslight yourself into thinking that I did it wrong. In actuality, it was probably fine. There's also all enough of thinking. There's uh, minimizing the positive, maximizing uh, the negative. There's a lot of different thinking patterns that people have. They're jumping to conclusions, which is a really big one for a lot of folks. Like, oh, this happened. I must be terrible. Oh, this happened. Uh, Rory hates me. Rory don't hate you. Uh, Rory, you don't hate no one, do you? Uh, no, you know you hate some people. Quit playing. Mm -hmm. Rory said, I don't know. Hey, that stegosaurus he met. <laughs> Ten days ago, I remember. Stick You're like, uh -huh. stick a who? Yeah. I know you You saw that, 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 that dragonfly, and I know you don't like that one. Dragonfly. No, dragonflying, not dragonfly. Uh, I thought he said dragonfly. <laughs> what, what is that dragon? What is what is that bird that flies? It's the, got the, the big long head in the, in the Jurassic Park. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. That's a Power Ranger. That's Pink Ranger no. right there. Pink Ranger. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, so obviously we're throwing jokes, um, but I'm going to pass it back to us. Spence, uh, yes. we're going to go with you, then Andrea, and then maybe we'll get closer to wrapping up. 
Uh, imposter syndrome. Uh, when is it when you think you felt imposter syndrome and kind of what were some of the thoughts that were attributed to it? I probably have to say when I was playing basketball and I wasn't making like any of the teams swish. Um, and you know, and I just felt like I wasn't good enough at all, um, when I was playing. And so, um, for me, that was a lot of, you know, self-doubt and what I could do and stuff like that. You know, I would have like coaches saying like, all right, you see that person over there, they shoot shots like all the time. That's what you're supposed to do all the time. But at the time I, I had a different shot. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. And so it was different in a way. So it wasn't really giving me any type of like, they were giving me criticism in a way that wasn't very, you know, structured and I couldn't really go off of that. It's like, well, you just got to work harder and that's it. It's like, well, you know, I got a single mom that I live with and I can't really, you know, I can't really just go out and do whatever I want. She can't pay for like lessons for me to do stuff, you know, all of that. And so it's like, at what point do I kind of say like, I'm I'm good enough to do this. And then of course, then once I start playing basketball against those other boys that were on the team and stuff, I would start, you know, getting, like you said, those kind of butterflies and things like that, getting nervous. And I wasn't be able to play the way I wanted to. Um, and so I felt like I wasn't really, you know, a basketball player then and stuff like that. And sometimes I still don't. Sometimes I still feel like I can't play, you know. I, I literally can't play now because I tore my Achilles. But you know what? It's all good. It's all good. FYI, folks, uh, Spence can play. I'm the one that's bad. So I'm the one that pushes everyone down so he can get the free open shot. He does. Literally. He literally. I'll push, I'll push him down, and then I'll kick it to Spence, and Spence hits the shot, and then I just start, I ain't going to lie, I start cussing at people like, you suck. <laughs> You know, calm down. Damn. I know. I get so excited when I get to push someone you down and you here. make a shot. We can't be fighting your students. Yep. <laughs> you small. <laughs> and I know you feel geometry. I'm going to stop because it's about to get real good. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Andrea, um, what are some things that you might have imposter syndrome from? Um, obviously you're doing a lot of work now, but maybe not that maybe it was in the past. Maybe. I mean, you said a lot of stuff about coaching. You're also a player. Actually, you can talk two questions and then we're going to kick to Roy. Dos. Two. Two. It did it. His computer just did the, the thingy, the bubble thingy. That's awesome. Does it like on and off all the time? If I do any type of hand gesture, <laughs> it's only his computer. I've never seen it before. Um, so you can pick whatever example you want, but I'd also like you to pick one imposter syndrome thing when you were a, a student athlete. Hey everyone. I wanted to give a special shout out to our collaborator, two nerds candle company. Not only do they have great products, but they are also giving back to a great cause. You can tell that they take a lot of pride in making their candles. My favorite is Spock's Monday coffee. They're also donating 10% annually to support Women in STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. You can use our code DSP or go to our link tree to get 20% off your entire order. We think that this company is great, and we think you will too. So go check them out. Hey, are you a nerd? Do you like pins? If you're like any of our followers and you said yes, you should check out our collaboration with Pinfinity. 
They have Power Rangers pins, Transformers pins, and for all of our bronies out there, My Little Pony pins. Go check out our link tree or use our code DSP to get 20% off your Pinfinity order today. Um, okay. Um, I will start probably with um my career. I feel like every time I have like leveled up professionally, I have not felt ready for it. Right. Sure. Or I, you know, was like, I feel like I'm really good at this job. Like I feel like I'm probably as good as these other people in those positions, but like, I don't have this, you know, I don't have that, like, mm, I'm not really sure, or I've never done this, um, you know, and, and that's been something that's really like, it's followed me across every single job I've ever had, right, as soon as you go, and typically, right, I mean, depending on the type of organization, but most often when, especially when you're in nonprofits or other places, like if you want to sort of get to that next level, you have to leave, right? You have to go to yep. a different workplace because that's where the places are open um, and you're applying for the job that's next up. Um, and I think that's been something that's been, you know, I've definitely been like, I'm not, like, I don't know if I'm I'm ready for this, right? This is all the things that they wrote in the position description. Like I have this, but I don't have that. You know, you you do what you do in interviews to like judge around and like play up. I'm good at this and sort of like not talk about the things you're not good at. But um, I think that's definitely something something that I struggled. And I, I do actually think about it a lot with Aurora because, you know, again, there are like people are here for a reason, but we're also trying to do things differently. And so like, is this right? Are we doing the right thing? Like, are we are we actually mm -hmm. following our values? Are we putting our money where our mouth is? You know, um, I think in my role, like vice president of community, what does even that mean? People ask me that all the time, right? I think there's um, there's a lot of work to be done to to what do we think community work means? Um, is it is it sort of actual work? Is it process work? What does community want us to do, and what does that work look like? Um, so I, I think there's a lot of, of questioning, frankly, all the time and also being a woman in sport, right? Like, do we belong here? You know, um, yes. are we accepted? Is this our space? Do we want to be even going into that space or do we make our own? I think there's, there's sort of that constant kind of questioning, um, which is good, but like you said earlier, right. Sort of it's exhausting. Um, you know, and I'm sure all of us, myself included, right. Sometimes leap work and are like, mm, like, is this it? Is this the right place? Do I belong here? Um, and then from a student athlete perspective, um, yeah, so so I um, am grateful to have had the opportunity to have played in college um, and particularly so and my freshman year, um, I, I didn't know how lucky I was with coaches. So I am um, in my in my uh, in my 30s approaching the end. Um, so I'm a little wise. Um, but, uh, I didn't know how lucky I was to have such strong coaches in high school. Like I, again, I'm 36 and I had three female coaches when I was young. I didn't know that that was special until I started coaching and was like the only female on the floor for years. So no coding, yeah. I didn't know how special and I had phenomenal coaches when I was a kid, um, went to college, uh, got completely sold on a dream, um, and just was completely treated in a way where I really questioned like do I even belong here there was a lot of um pretty horrific like 
people shouldn't do that when they're coaches, right? Like a favoritism, um, you know, like some players get this, some players get that. Now we're missing, you know, we're messing with playing time, you know? So I think there were a lot of things that happened to me because, because I, I mean, I wasn't perfect, like to be very clear, right. I was probably a fool, like a lot of us were at that age. Um, but I think there was an element of really questioning, like, can I even play because I'm not getting the start, you know, um, I'm being treated a certain way in practice, um, you know, like other people are getting things and I'm not, or I'm getting a lot of negative criticism in a way that I don't really think is fair. Um, and again, who knows, right? Coaches are coaches. They have every right to believe what they believe, but I, I definitely, um, noticed some patterns that I then not just me, but like that I didn't feel were related to the actual sport. Um, and it caused a lot of, do I belong here? Is this right for me? Can I actually play? Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Like, maybe I do need to work harder. Um, but you know, it, it's difficult to get out of that cycle, especially with it's kind of like you alluded to Spence, you know, if you're not getting feedback that actually is like actionable, right. Or you're getting feedback. That's not, I don't want to say not rational, but like, it's not equitable. Like one thinks it said to one person and something different with the other person about the exact same thing. You don't know what to believe anymore. You don't know kind of how to adjust and respond. Um, and that was really, that was really difficult. I mean, it ended up being a very formative, um, time Mm -hmm. in life because like learning out of that, but yeah. And I was young too. I was 17. I was young when I went to college. So a child by all circumstances. Um, yeah. And it, it was hard. Uh, for sure. I, uh, reminds me of, I've worked with a lot of athletes now, like a lot of athletes. And I'm, as I told you before the pod started interviewing for some big time professional athlete jobs. Um, also, you know, college jobs, director jobs. We're going to see what happens. I'm not really in control for that. Um, you know, I just do what I need to do today. We'll see what happens at the end of the day. You know, you know life is good. Life is good because I'm not going through the shit and the horrors that I used to go through um, uh, in the old days. So life is good. Very grateful. But I remember we and Spence were at the old school and we went to a basketball game. And uh, Spence may not remember this because, you know, I'm paying attention to the athletes because, you know, these are my girls. My, this is the women's best. I'm working with that team. It's my, one of my teams. And I seen the coach. Maybe one of my kiddos didn't have a good game. It's fine. Happens. But like went all in. All in in public and just defame them. It's intense. This is one of the sweetest humans I might have ever met. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not fully working with this kid, right? I just know them, talk to them here and there. Wonderful smile. I nickname them Smiles. I don't even know them, but they were always smiling, and they were just so engaging. Wonderful human. So I go up to them after the game, because I'm like, oh, hell no. Y'all not going to just let this kid just cry horrifically. And there was like a fair that was going on afterwards. So me and Spencer go to the fair. Spencer's doing some stuff, right? I pull the kid to the side. Hey, man, how you doing? What are you talking about? Uh, I, I saw what happened. Well, how you doing? I know it was a hard game. I know you didn't score. I know you had a few turnovers. What's going on? And, you know, we talked. And they cried again. Um, fast forward, I did some little mentorship with that student. Not therapy-wise, but mentorship guidance. Gassed them up, pumped them up on a few things. It's years ago now. Um, I've written letters of recommendation for them to get into their graduate program. Um, and they got 
They got a little scared because they didn't, you know, they thought their career was going to go one way and it went a different way. So then, right, we applied to another graduate program. Then they emailed me again recently, like, hey, no, I think things might have changed again. I'm like, and they said, I'm so sorry. I thought it was a whole page on how I might, they, they have let me down. Like, Come on, kid. How are you going to let me down? I just know that you got the talent and skills to make other people smile and happy on this earth. And give shit about you being perfect. Um, so we wrote another letter of recommendation for them to do the thing. It took me a couple of weeks because I was burned out from some other stuff. But at the end of the day, it's for girl. Um, and, you know, she said, thank you. And I'm so happy to have met you and blah, 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 all that stuff. And uh, why do I tell you this? Man, sometimes we just ruin people. As humans, we just ruin people for no reason. Uh, and, and, you know, life, I tell students all the time, life will find a way to make you miserable. Life will take things from you. It will take people that you love from you, your friends, your time, your youth. So a lot of the therapy that I do is making people connect back with their younger versions of themselves, the happier versions of themselves. Some of the younger stuff isn't always happy, but the more joyful part. And gassing people up. Um, I ain't gonna lie, Spence. When I seen that kid crying, you know me, I don't like when people get yelled at because that's a trigger response for me to yelling and shit. I was, you know, I was ready to do something. Um, mm. And then people wonder why I was like shitty with that coach moving forward. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, fuck you. Sorry to swear. Um, right. You got no reason to do that to this human. So uh, things were different moving forward with that coach, but still. Um, I'm not saying this because I'm a great person. I refute that I'm a good, great person. I think I do good things at times. Um, I say it's because it's so easy to show people kindness. It's so easy to do it. Me showing kindness to Rory earlier, your coach may be showing a little bit more kindness, reframing some things, pointing out some tangible, strategic things, and also refining other things. That's how you do this. Uh, there's certain ways to talk to people, like you said, equitable. You know, coaches end up having so much contact and so much pull over humans, right? You end up looking up to them. They're your mentors. Some of them, especially where I'm coming from, those are your father figures. Mm -hmm. um, they mean a lot. These professors and teachers and all that, right? If you say something bad to a child or right, you put them down or, hey, man, you ain't never going to be able to read that good or you can't ever smell. Spell. Sorry, now you can smell. <laughs> like, kid, you smell like shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I mean, for real, like, if you say something sideways to a kid, that can destroy yeah. their ego strength. Ego strength is what we identify as. So I'm glad that you had some other people. You must have had some people loving on you because you made it this far. Right, Andrea? Or sorry, mm -hmm. Andrea? Appreciate that. I, but yeah. It's all the It's the dyslexia, too, now. I suck with all names. Half the time, I call Spencer Collin. It's true. <laughs> It's like, I'm not your other white friend, all right? Jeez. Hey, real quick. You all look alike. You all, wow. They do. They do. Yep. Hey, hey no, good. real story time. Oh, and and story time, then we're going to wrap it up. Um, Spence, I was talking to a client the other day, right? Uh -huh. And I'm like, you know what? I thought I knew what happiness was because, I, you know, clients have been asking me this week, what's next? After mm -hmm. I get the job and all that, what is the next thing? What do, how do I find joy in this world? I talked about this and that. Maybe I know I got some money now. I got a house to take care of the family. And I said, I didn't know what happiness was until so-and-so had a baby. Mm -hmm. And Spencer knows that so-and-so is, is, you know, quote unquote, the best friend. 
But my big queer self said boyfriend. <laughs> I wrote my boyfriend. Yeah. Student goes, I knew it, and I'm like, chill. Like, we all had our suspicions about you and Colin. All right, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's okay. Best right. friend, we, we approve of you and your life. It's fine. Best friend, twenty years, right? Uh, great human, uh, quiet human, doesn't talk much. Also neurodivergent. Um, but also, only reason why he's a best friend, he got time over me. That's it. He got time. He got time. He got all he right, got, and he got some muscles too. That I cannot refute. He really does. It's scary. I'm like, I don't want to talk bad about this guy ever, don't. even though he's the most chillest person ever. Ever. Not gonna talk it because he could snap. Yep. <laughs> Say about three words to you, and then and then it's time to eat pizza, go work out. Um uh I thought I knew what happiness was, and I saw his little girl, uh, and that was like true happiness. And today she she's in his little this little bear cub outfit just crawling around. <laughs> It was the cutest shit. Uh, oh my god, it's so hard not to cry. Whenever you have a lot of like trauma in life, uh, good moments like that make it really hard not to cry. Um, so, so story time. It was a funny thing. Uh, I put it on uh, threads that I said boyfriend instead of instead of best friend. The funniest thing, funniest thing on Tuesday. Funniest thing. Um, all right. So, Rory. Do we educate you on what some anxiety symptoms are today? Yes or no? Salute. Do you oh, have a little yes. bit, you know, oh, hoorah. Um, and did we educate you a little bit on what imposter syndrome is today? Good. So now you have maybe some, excuse me, some cognitions, some thoughts on how to identify those emotions. As we know, for a lot of folks that may be ADHD, neurodivergent, autism spectrum, uh, we deal with alexithymia. Alexithymia is the inability to identify emotions or put words to those emotions. Yeah. So we wondered if maybe that was a thing for you. So that's why we also thought the scenes were really good. We do a little bit of therapy-related things, some education. Now you're like, oh, crap, I'm not crazy. There's actually real words for these things that I go through. That is why people go to therapy um, to feel validated, supported, and maybe put like, you know, some seasoning on these things that they think and that they're not crazy. As me and Spence said, a little bit, a little bit of lemon pepper. Mm. Lemon pepper. A little Lowry's, we're good. <laughs> a little Lowry's. Hey. Hey. hey, the Lowry's <laughs> is the is the garlic, the, the salt, the salt. Not garlic, bro. It's, it's salt. No, I like the garlic. Lowry's is one. all seasonings. Is it? Yeah, no, Lowry's has a bunch based, of but it has all the things. Look at the I just, Whenever you say Lowry's, I get the the, the, orange, the orange one. The yeah. orange salts. That's it. I Garlic never salt. think of anything else. Garlic salt. Mm. It's, it's that it white It also pot. has paprika and pepper and all this other stuff Wait. in it. If you say pass the Lowry's, they're not going to pass you paprika. They're going to give just you. Saying, look at the back. I'm just saying. So, a lot of I'm stuff. Saying, there's a name to hey, it. seasoning. I'm just Let's saying. Let's be real. You you know you know you know you know you know you white now so you know you ain't using no seasoning girl calm down. <laughs> yeah, but I know about Lowry, so I'm. You use know paprika. Yeah, Damn, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, using I didn't no know paprika. Why paprika. Yeah. <laughs> your vegetarian undercover ass. over here. I see. Yeah. I understand. I get it. With your pumpkin spice <laughs> ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> 
All right, like I said, I'm not a nice person, Rory. I'm not. I'm not a nice person. You know, it's it, you know, I do good therapy, Tuesday through Thursday, twelve to two. I got I got lunch uh, lunch at one. <laughs> um, any questions left for you, Spence, to maybe uh, baptize them, or are we good? I think we're good. Honestly, I think both of them have done great communicating. One not verbally. The other one verbally. So look at that. We both have we have that good balance here. We have that good balance. So um I just want to say thank you, you both, for coming on. And thank you, even though you had a long day, uh, you came onto the show. Hopefully you had some fun here. Um, it was yeah. a good time. Um, and we want to thank you so much for coming on and uh hopefully you can come back at some point because we I think we really loved you. So both you going. <laughs> We're so grateful. Thank you again so much, right? Like on behalf of Minnesota Aurora FC, but like me, Andrea, as a person, Rory herself as an Aurorasaurus, we're really grateful to have the opportunity to chat about these kinds of things because like you opened with, like this is really meaningful. It's something that affects everybody in particular, affects athletes. So we're really grateful that you're having these kinds of conversations. Yeah, awesome. Totally. Um, any questions for us before we get out today? No, I would just follow up on the ask. Would love to continue to to kind of stay in touch and see okay. other ways that we can do great work together. You're really doing special work. So super, super grateful to be a part of this. Thank you. Thank you. All right. With that, this is the Different Spectrums podcast. Uh, you know, we're about to, we're done here. But, but hey, go check out our some of our great collaborators here. We have a link tree that you can go check them out. We also have merch like this what I'm wearing right now. Maybe I took it from WNBA. I don't know, whatever. Uh, hey, you're different, but not less. No, not less. Rory, you, you're no. different. You know, you, 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 you're green, you're teal. I don't know what, I don't know what you is, but you, you're different, but you're not, you're not less. Emerald? Yeah. Teal. 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 I don't, you know, if I can't spell it, I don't like it. And, and you know, but you know, I can't, you know, teal. There's an E in there. How many E's in there? I, different. Maybe you're less. I don't. But let's go. All right. Different, but not less. Also, <laughs> if you're in Minnesota or not, whatever, go check out Aurora FC. Their season's coming up. Just go get tickets. I know I am. That's for sure. I know I am. I don't know about Nas because he's in Indiana, but you know, yeah. he might come up for a game. Actually, not might. He will come up for a game. Come up to a game. You can follow us on social media. We're broadcast on TV. We have a stream, right? MN Aurora FC. Like, we want to make sure we have community owners in eight different countries, like around the world, in like 48 states. So we make it accessible to, to So we would love to invite everybody in. Everybody. Real quick. How does how yeah. do people buy some or buy into the team? Is there a website that we go to? Where where do we go? So um, we don't currently have the community ownership open, but I would definitely encourage people to. I know, right? Not not currently. Ah. We, did, we did it once when we first started. Like that's what kind of kicked us off, kicked our campaign to sort of start this whole thing into existence. But yep. if people are interested in following along, um, I right, our website is mnaurora.com. We're on all the social media platforms at MN Aurora or MN Aurora FC, you know, different versions of that. Um, we try to be as open and accessible as possible. So, you know, people can sign up for a newsletter on our website as well. Okay. That's an easy way to sort of get up-to-date communications and follow along and new merch drops and like this fun thing is coming right usually stuff goes out in the newsletter just a little bit before everybody else gets it so it's kind of a fun way to 
to feel special and get some inside information. Yep. Okay. Um, does 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 Rory have their own little page or no? All their stuff, all their content is also on your page. All of all of Rory's content is with us. There's a lot, Rory comes out a lot um, with us in community, so you'll see Rory a lot on Instagram in particular. Okay. So hopefully some of the stuff you know we gave you now, Rory, you can put into action, and you know pay, you know pay for it, make them people smile, right? I'm excited for you. Uh, and then next time when we come back, we can do we can do some meditation stuff. Okay. Ooh, Put you to sleep. Love it. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Rory, for coming on. I'm Spencer. That's Nas. This is the Different Spectrums Podcast. And always, everyone, uh, always remember: take care of yourself and and most of you. You messed I, it up. Bro. I messed it up. You messed I? it up. So, yep. Let's do it again. Take remember: take care of yourself. We're done. That's up to you. Sorry. God dang it. The one thing. You're so excited. I'm so excited. so excited. Hey, man, there's a dinosaur looking at me, man. What am I supposed to do? That's my bad. Yeah, it's All true. Right. No All right, everyone. Eyes. Peace. Bye. Bye.